In the beginning, there was darkness. Then, there was Paul Brown. Paul Brown transformed the game. Hello, Paul Brown here. Welcome to the first ever International Browns Podcast. I'm here with Fred Gretham. Fred, how are you, buddy? I'm doing great, Paul. Nice to be with you. Mate, it's been a while, and uh, I think I've picked the most sourest day or the worst day to get you on the show because it doesn't seem there's a lot of good news coming from the Cleveland Browns today. Yeah, it seemed like, uh, you know, they start out with good news where, you know, they had the, the false positives yesterday, Sunday, where they canceled, and they ended up having practice, and Kevin Stefanski said he was one that got the call that he was positive. And then after four hours worrying about it, they called him back and said, never mind, you're negative. He said there was 12 players that were still not cleared. And then just before practice, those 12 were cleared. So the COVID was all behind them. They didn't have anybody missing because of COVID. But then soon as practice started in the individual drills, rookie safety grant Delpit went down and and it looks like a very serious injury. Uh, the Browns even called it an Achilles uh, injury, and those aren't good. They said they're going to have further evaluation, but it's usually one of two things. It's ruptured, and that's the season, or it's mild, and it still probably will take some time to get back on the field if it isn't torn. But, um, and then Greedy Williams went off during practice. He did walk off. Um, after practice, they updated us and said it was a shoulder injury. So you don't know if he dislocated it or popped out or what exactly happened there. And um, there's a couple other ones. A rookie linebacker, Solomon Ajay, walked off with heat uh, symptoms, heat cramps. And then uh, even MJ Stewart, a cornerback, tweaked a hamstring and yeah, they had several injuries, but Grant Delpit could really be, you know, a real big blow to the team because they were counting on him to be the starter at, you know, at, at free safety. It's, it's awful, you know, and they've lost their top five cornerbacks, ex- excluding Dental Ward. Yeah, I mean, as far as um, and he's the one that's kind of been, you know, a little bit injury prone the first two years and so. Yeah, you think you have depth. They definitely have more depth than they did a year ago, but um, it's being tested quickly. And, you know, you got three weeks till the first game. I don't know the extent of the Greedy Williams, um, but I experienced shoulder. And sometimes, you know, if that thing pops out or gets dislocated, sometimes just turning the wrong way, you know, that can be a lingering, you know, issue. But I don't know what else he might have done to injure the shoulder. You know, I, I didn't see it. I just saw him walking off the field with the trainer. So we'll have to wait and see, you know, his status. But, yeah, you got um, a position. You thought you had a little bit of depth. And, you know, Kevin Johnson, who you could, for all practical purposes, count as a starter. They were planning on him being at least the third corner. 
And then Terrence Mitchell today out of the blue wasn't on the field. Turns out he has a knee injury. So <laughs> this coach, the new coach is very, you know, it just seems like every coach gets less and less information and he tells you nothing about the injuries so far. It's like, yeah, he's not out there. What's wrong with him? Uh, I'll leave that to the medical people. It seems that <laughs> well, we they don't get uh, to talk to the medical people. Yeah, it seems like the NFL seem to report the injur injuries before the Browns do. It's crazy, eh? Yeah, that's a lot of things get reported by the NFL, you know, as opposed to, you know, the locals um, through the agents or different things like that. But yeah, it's uh, that's that's injuries have not been kind. I mean, it was good to see Nick Chubb looking pretty good out there and pads today and Miles Garrett. Some of these guys, because they haven't been together, you know, it's all critical. And I think that has something to do with it. You know, usually you have the off season to kind of get your football shape up and, and uh, they really haven't been able to do that. It's kind of a cram course, learning the offense and defense and getting to know one another all at once. And, you know, some of these injuries are popping up. How do you think Wills looks at uh, left tackle? Well, I'm not a, a great uh, evaluator of pass blocking, but I do, the people I talk to that, that are say that he's doing very well. Good. It's just really hard to not see at full speed, you know, in, in games or in game speed is so much different than practice speed. But I think Miles Garrett and Olivier Vernon will really help him practicing against them every day. Yeah. And, uh, Anything else positive you saw from today? I saw Harris uh, Bryant look really good on TV. He seems to have the best camp ever. Um, but anyone else look good at all today? Yeah, I think Harrison Bryant, you know, has really been, you know, somebody that's kind of stood out. He caught a touchdown pass from Baker Mayfield in the corner, went up over a defender and brought it down. Uh, Pharaoh Brown had a touchdown from Case Keenum. Um, again, we're so far away from the action, we don't get to see probably as good of a view as some of you do on the TV. But um, I think that Kareem Hunt has really had a good camp. I mean, obviously, that's a, a star to begin with. But last year, you know, he had a hernia injury that had surgery and he missed the first eight games with a suspension. And he really, you know, he contributed, but he looks faster and better shape. He looks like he did when he won that champion rushing title in 2017. So I think, you know, to me, he really got a lot of action with Chubb out. I think he's going to, you know, be poised for a big year. And, uh, you know, I think Austin Hooper's look good. You know, him and Mayfield have been able to hook up and uh, do pretty well. You mentioned, you know, a couple guys on the defensive side of the ball. I think that, uh, you know, Denzel Ward's look good. He's expected to look good, but um, we haven't seen a lot of Ogan Joby. He's been out with the groin and, and obviously Miles Garrett. So I like Porter Gustin. He's a guy that was picked up late last year and was on the team. He's been playing in place of Miles Garrett and he's been getting to the quarterback. Um, and that's been over Jedrick Wills in many cases. And so I like, he's kind of flashed. Um, this MJ Stewart, who got a little hamstring today, they picked him up and he's, 
you know, he's made some plays as well. So there's guys here and then trying to step up, make plays. But, you know, all in all, I think injuries have been the main story, you know, especially of late. Can you see um, Gusto starting above Chad Thomas? Who's that again? Um, Gusto Porter starting above uh, Chad Thomas. Oh, um, yeah. I mean, I you know, Chad Thomas has had a lot of chances. And I think, you know, your first three ends, I should mention Adrian Claiborne. I've seen some things from him. I think Claiborne, Vernon, and Garrett are your first three. But that fourth one, I think, yeah, I think uh, – Porter is is in a position to be the fourth defensive end if they only keep four. Um, Chad Thomas, you know, he didn't really, I wouldn't say took a big advantage of his opportunity last year, you know, for being a high pick. And, you know, he was drafted and Barry was high on him when, when they drafted him. And so it just depends on the numbers if they keep four defensive ends or five, there's there's Gustin, there's um, McCray. He's he's had a little flash, but, you know, all in all, uh, yeah, I would think that the Gustin, you know, looks like he's number four right now, in my opinion, of the of those beyond the top three. Was Chad Thomas a Dorsey pick or was he a uh, Sashi Brown pick? Um, Sashi Brown. But, but Andrew Barry was the guy who came down after the draft and was effusive about him, almost like he's the guy that really sold him on, on Thomas because he said he's an immediate uh, rotational player, will step right in. Well, he didn't play as a rookie. He was, I think he got 19 snaps the whole season. So, um, you know, I – We'll see. We'll see how they feel, these guys. But um, I'm not saying he's having a bad camp, but I'm just saying the Port Augustine is, is definitely caught the eye. Do you see much of the specials team today? Uh, did not. There were so many injury stories. We were sitting out there with hot spots trying to get stories out. Uh, it's such a different thing because we're out on the field. And uh, we're in a limited area, and so we're trying to keep track of what's going on on the field. And also, you know, with our internet nowadays, you almost have to have it as soon as it happens. And so, you know, you hit you hit a story, and then you you push the the publish, and boom, it's out there. And so, it's it's just everything happening at once. That's what's kind of the craziness of training camp. So. Got the rest of this week, and then I don't. We don't even know what next week brings. They've only scheduled through Saturday, and I think that's kind of, you know, pretty much the end of training camp, or, or at least what they're calling training camp. What's your thoughts on the um, Cleveland canceling all the uh, tailgating? Do you think that's a good decision? Yeah, I don't know a whole lot about it. I'm not surprised. I mean, as many things that are up in the air. Um, they haven't even said if they're going to have attendance, you know, at the games and how many that they might even let to the games. But I figure it's a foregone conclusion that they're not going to have any official tailgating. I mean, I'm sure people find a way somewhere to get together and do it, but I don't know if they want to, um, if, 
you know, in this entire thing. I just think that, you know, it's, it's a big part, you know, driving down, seeing the Muni lot filled, and you can tell almost by that how the mood of the crowd is with the Browns in their season. Um, usually it's, it's pretty full, win, lose, or draw, but obviously it's a big thing. It's just, I've just seen the interest. I think a lot of people are still not sure if there's going to be a season yeah. or they see it until they believe it. Just not really been the enthusiasm. You know, we're, we're seeing, you know, even in the Orange Brown report, we got a lot of stories and we track our numbers and it's coming on very quickly. But like the first week or so, it was just like, well, I don't even know if they're going to have a season. And now, you know, it's starting to ramp up. And I think it caught the attention yesterday, you know, with the canceling practice, how quickly things can turn around. You know, you think it's going well, and then boom, the rugs pulled out from underneath them. I, thank goodness it was kind of a, a false alarm, but all, all being said, it was, I think it was something everybody realizes, you know, this can change really quickly. And what happens? There's so many questions. What if they had that the day of the game? Or what it what if they had that the day before the game? And you know, how do you how do you go from there? So it's it's uncharted waters, Paul. And and I you know, who knows what's actually gonna transpire. Yes, crazy times, but I haven't done my fancy football yet because I'm thinking to myself it's too risky, you know, the season could be off, you know, I'm not going to invest all that time in fancy football. Yep. Yeah, I haven't heard much about it on my end either. <laughs> I don't even know if they're doing it. Well, Fred, thank you so much for the update from uh, Bria. It's been really nice talking to you. It's been far too long. And uh, do you think um, you're going to be at all the games or you're not sure yet what's going to happen? We haven't really heard anything, you know. I think part of that is, you know, we saw the NFL came down with no sideline, no, you know, mascots, cheerleading, pregame stuff. A lot of us in the media really don't know, you know, like how, you know, how many in the press box they'll allow. And I'm assuming that that there'll be, you know, that'll happen. But you have stat crews, you have front office people, team employees, different things like that. So it's really... I think it's to be determined, you know, we're, we're assuming that we'll be there, but you never, never know. Totally. Time will tell. Yep. Fingers crossed, Fred. Fingers crossed. Yep. Well, look, um, I keep hearing, uh, obviously Jake Burns talking about you on his podcast. Obviously I see you popping up Twitter and all your articles. Uh, you're doing a great job over there, Fred. So keep up the good work. Thanks, Paul. Like to have that connection across the pond. <laughs> no, it's good. It's good. And uh, as I said, I always look forward to hearing, hearing your voice and uh, making sure you're unmuted. And uh... <laughs> Well, sometimes I'm in restaurants and that I live a bit away from Berea. So the logistics are really different where we, you know, they have the Zoom and then you have to be at practice by two or you can't yeah. get in. And, and sometimes we don't have time to get there. So I'm like, parked at a Panera Bread or someplace near and you don't really want in the middle of people be shouting out questions and so try to listen try to get a question in here and there but yeah it's a it's a unprecedented time in my 30 years covering the team 
Do you think you've got a better do you think you've got a better relationship with the head coach this year because he can see your name he he actually talks to you one on one versus maybe in the old press room I do like that that the feature of raising your hand because one of the reasons people listened to a lot of them wouldn't hear my voice you know my colleagues have the art down to talk over you know when the when the speaker is ending they start asking questions and i just never can do that and by the time he he ends up talking it's too late somebody else has already boarded something out so i do like that feature you raise your hand they call you and you get your turn so that's why you're hearing me more nowadays but um yeah i do think it is strange we met him when he was introduced as the head coach and we talked to him in person over in the Indy Combine, but then it's been shut down since. We haven't really got to see him in person, you know, and talk to him. So it's all been Zoom since March. And so I don't know if he's got to know our names. He's pretty good at repeating the name after you ask him a question and stuff. So yeah, I've I really like him. I've been impressed with him. Um, but it's going to come down to how the decisions he makes in the games and so forth. But I think he's very organized and very well-spoken and, and I don't think it will be lack of preparation, you know, if they aren't successful. Last final, final question is how does Baker look this year versus last year? You know, he, he, I think that this offense is going to be more suited for him doing what he does best. And uh, with that said, I think early he looked a little out of rhythm. But lately, he's been getting more and more in rhythm and his footwork. The coaches today said that he's doing that the way they want him. And I think he's getting more and more comfortable. And I've said all along, the number one job for Stefanski is to get Baker right. And if he's right, this offense will roll. And so far, I think it's been a mixed bag, but, but I can see that it's coming. You know, he made some good throws today, and I think he'll be fine. Excellent. Well, he's got no excuse. If he has any problems, he can just give it to Jupp or Hunt, really. Yeah, really. I mean, you have you got five pro bowlers back there. You ought to be able to just get the ball in their hands and let it go, you know? And, uh, you know, and I just, I just really – you have no excuse with Wills and Conklin. I think that they will be much better at the tackle positions and he'll have time. And he's moving around better, I think, with the loss of wage. He's much, he looks like he's much more mobile. And I think that's part of his game. He has to, you know, move around and have that threat. He's not a, a Lamar Jackson, but, but if he can run once in a while, that will keep the defenses honest. All right, Fred, thank you so much for your time. It's been great. Obviously, everyone's following you. Where can they find you if they're not following you already? At Fred Griefen, that's my name, F-R-E-D-G-R-E-E-T-H-N. All right, Fred, we'll keep up the good work with uh, OBR, and uh, I look forward to uh, seeing you maybe now in 2021, eh? Sounds good. All right, you take care. Thank you. All right. Thank you.